Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hi, you super fun, exciting, gorgeous babe. You is I, Diana Jebbia, the host of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. And I got a really exciting episode for you. But before we dive into that, I want to remind you to follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. And you know I'm going to spell some more. Make sure you follow Believe Podcast at Believe, B-L-E-A-V Podcast and Believe Pop Culture. Dig into all the juicy, wonderful shows they have. You know, if you like sports too, they got tons of those. They also got tons of reality TV podcasts. Anything you want under the sun, check them out. So today I have the lovely and wonderful Emily Hanks, a.k.a. She Speaks Bravo on Instagram on my podcast. She was just so much fun. We had a blast together. It was my first time talking to her face to face. And like, I feel like I walked out with a new lifelong friend. Like we definitely want to go grab coffee together one day. Um, So I hope you enjoy this episode just as much as we did. You're definitely going to want to grab something to drink because it is about to go down in like the best way possible. So without any further ado, Emily Hanks. Hi besties. I am so excited because today we have a Bravo bestie coming on for the first time. Her name is Emily Hanks and you can find her at She Speaks Bravo. She's also got an awesome podcast. Raise your glass and welcome Emily. Thank you. Is besties your, is that what you call your people? I love that. Yeah. Cause you know, we're, we're believing in Bravo besties. So yeah. I love, oh, that's a great one. Well, thanks so much for having me I'm so happy you invited me yeah of course I love your page um thanks yeah you always have like super fun takes and that's really like when I invite people on this podcast it's like who can I like bs with about bravo and like who just wants to have fun and that's you like you just (laughs) had like a whole two minute conversation about contact lenses and it was awesome so I knew from that moment I'm like okay this is going to be a successful ass podcast (laughs) a successful ass podcast you know it girl (laughs) yes so let's um start off why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself like how you got into bravo your podcast your page go for it uh so I found bravo back in the original days like remember when bravo used to play like movies and it was like not a you know what i mean and -hmm. then so i watched real housewives of orange county but remember like reality tv was this like dirty little secret that we couldn't Mm. admit to for a while so like if anyone found out i liked those shows they'd be like oh god trash so i didn't have like a community like i like there is now Mm -hmm. so i watched i didn't realize but i was like closet watching all these shows like i was like watching them and like nobody nobody could know because they were too busy talking about like scripted things and I was over here like you have no idea how funny Vicky Gunvalson is though mm. and so I just and then I watched flipping out I just kept watching Bravo throughout all the years I had no idea that this community online existed mm-hmm. until the pandemic which is kind of when uh of course I was like let's make a podcast like it's it, the pandemic did that to everybody I think yeah. and so I just I had no idea that's how I described like Bravo historian has been doing this for like years like oh my god where have I been I just at first I didn't feel comfortable really stepping my toe in I felt really um 
uh, like inferior. And I was very like, I was very nervous. Like, oh, there's no way I could even touch what they're doing. So I, I like gently stepped in. And even for a while I had, my old account was called We Speak Housewives. I just had to rename it, rebrand mm -hmm. it. Um, and so I, I, I kind of like didn't really post much for a bit. And then I got a little excited to post some things. And I swear the algorithm just was nice to me one time. Yes. And it picked up one of my posts. And then I was like on everyone's feet. So I went from having like 750 followers to growing to like 5,000 followers in like two months. Because wow. I swear you just need to like, which is very unfair about Instagram yes. because if you like, I will post things and get like 50 likes and I have over 15,000 followers. So I'm like, mm -hmm. wow, I, I should just stop now. Like I, it's hard <laughs> not to take it personal, yeah. but if it gets you good, like if it, if it hits right, then you're like, oh my God, it's just one of those, you know, you, I'm sure you have one or two where like those yes. posts just take off more than anything else. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what was so special about this one? Right. But once it, once my account started to grow, obviously then it's much more fun. So then I'm like, all right, let's take it a little bit more seriously. And yeah. so I would, I became, I started to post more regularly and learn how to do like graphic design stuff and video editing and things that you kind of, that I was embarrassed to even attempt to do, but now I'm like, now I have more fun with it. Mm -hmm. And then the podcast, uh, the podcast, it's recaps. That's kind of my thing. It's recaps. I'm recapping all the shows right now, but it's mm -hmm. kind of like evolved into what it is. I don't even know what it is. It's just another Bravo <laughs> podcast talking about Bravo, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's like, I'm a, I'm a Bravo lifer, so I can reference all of the stuff we all can reference. Um, I don't want to make it seem like it's not that special, but it's kind of, you know, just listen if you want to hear about Bravo, but it's like, everyone's doing it at this point. I love that. I also love how you were vulnerable and admitted that when you first started your page, you were like, I'm kind of embarrassed. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think I always say this on this podcast, like when the universe wants to hammer a lesson home, like it tells you it multiple times. And that's something like I'm learning to speak up more for myself and like multiple areas of my life and just do things and not worry about the results. So that was just full circle moment. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> No, I definitely have a hard time. It kind of felt like, um, why does my voice matter? It kind of felt mm -hmm. like that. Like I had to kind of get over being like, like I would, <laughs> when I first started doing my podcast, you do podcasts alone. So you know how at first when yeah. you start doing alone podcasts, it's a little weird because yeah. you are just talking to yourself and it like takes a second to understand that you're talking to your listeners and you're talking to people that will be hearing it. So mm -hmm. I would be in the middle of a point and just stop and literally stop the recording and be like, what am I doing? Who cares? <laughs> Yeah. Who cares what I'm because especially since I run a page too. So I've already said so many things on the Instagram page that I'm right. like, how much can I talk about this stuff? And now I realize a lot. I don't think I can really, I can't even hold like a conversation about anything else besides Bravo right now, this week at least. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, <laughs> we welcome that. I'm like, if anyone wants to talk about anything other than Jenny's Facebook post, I have nothing else to say. Oh my God. And yeah, we are definitely going to dig into that one today. Before we do that though, I, everyone who comes on this podcast, I always ask them because it's called Bravo Besties. Who would your Bravo Bestie be? It could be anyone like someone really prominent or like a guy who was a waiter once and like what would you do on a day and why you know how we have like the world is like pre-covid and like post-covid yes. for me the world of bravo has been like 
pre the week of Jenny's Facebook posts and posts. <laughs> so because so with with those posts that came out came these revelations of like who a bunch of the housewives support mm -hmm. politically. I would have told you Dolores Catania had you asked yeah. because I just think she's so Jersey old school and she's been in the show. She's been on the show forever yeah. since day one because she's just that in the mix and she just mm -hmm. is just so badass to me. But then I found out that she voted for Trump in 2020 and is borderline Q. Uh, and I was and you know what that checks out, right? Jersey is very like Jersey's very there. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, so now yeah. now my Bravo bestie would be Garcelle. Oh, I love that. She just seems so I don't know if you know the Zen Blonde. She's on Instagram. She's I've also heard of her. on yeah. TikTok. She went to one of the tapings, one of the they were filming and they were filming at Sutton's Sutton's store. Okay. And she said her review was that Garcelle was the realist in person. Like she would come up to the people that weren't in this in the show and still like mm -hmm. chat them up and just be really fun. I, don't know, I think I think Garcelle and I would totally be best friends. Yeah, I heard her on an episode of Nick Vial's podcast and she went on and they were just talking like sex and like romance and stuff. And I'm like, she's really cool. I also think Lindsay Hubbard and I would be really, really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mad at Lindsay right now because she's dating Carl. <laughs> I don't blame you. And I met Carl. Um, like you did? Last month. Yes, I went to a Loverboy event um, and Kyle was there. Kyle was so chill. It was like someone you'd talk to at a bar and like just talk. And Amanda FaceTimed him and he like brought the phone over to me. Um, yeah, so chill. And then Carl was a little shy at first, but um, I walked up to him. I gave him my card and we were talking and I'm like, I'm so proud of you for sharing your journey and doing the work. And we got into conversations about doing the work. And he's like, can I hug you? Like, come here. And he gives me a hug. And I'm like, do I like Carl now? So I would have fallen in love with Carl too. I would have been like, we had a thing we're dating I literally and like when I was taking pictures at one point like because I'm like such a picture whore my friends have me pictures and I looked and I saw him look at me for a second I'm like you know what in my mind Carl checked me out he might have just been looking at the wall or some shit but he was looking at me oh no girl I would have felt the exact same way <laughs> because yeah. when someone's that tall and attractive and they're nice I'm like well okay so he's in love with me okay he's a so fucking dreamboat yeah how tall is Kyle in real life I mean, well, I'm five foot, so like everyone's a giant to me. Um, he's shorter than Carl, but he I don't know. I want to say he's probably around like five eleven. OK, because when yeah. he was on Watch What Happens Live and he said he was five ten, mm -hmm. I was like in your dreams, buddy. But then yeah. when I found out that Carl is six five, okay. I was like, oh, that sucks for anyone standing next to him because anyone will look short. Yes. And I did make a comment. So I took a picture between the two of them, which is on my Instagram page. And I, my friend was like, oh, Colt, you made me look so tiny and skinny. Thank you. And like, Kyle was like, anyone looks tiny next to Carl. It was so funny. He's like, welcome to my life. He's like, yeah. this is, I, I assumed he was like five, four. <laughs> no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Um, and it's so funny. Like literally, if you look up tall drink of water in the dictionary, it's Carl Radke. Oh my God. No, I can see it. This is a Carl Stan podcast. That was like yeah. Carl and grandma buttons. That was the title of last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> like mostly Carl. I got grandma buttons here. 
just like so funny. I was like watching the episode. I'm like, yeah, fucking like show some respect for grandma buttons. What's that, that was back on her name. That was one of the best lines. And then they like cut over to little grandma buttons. Like, <laughs> that was really so good. Funny. Oh my God. I love that. Um, we do need to spill some Bravo tea and I do want to talk about Jenny's problematic post this week. So for everyone who like is listening, didn't really keep up with it. Um, people went back on Jenny from the real housewives of Salt Lake city. I think her last name is pronounced when I don't want to fuck it up. When? Um, yeah, when, okay, thank you. Jenny Wynn's post, um, her Facebook apparently was just like out in the open, like unlocked down. First of all, I don't condone problematic posts, but like if you're going to make problematic posts, like lock up your Facebook a little bit if you're going on national TV. Um, so it was right out there in the open and she's sharing what I like to call boomer memes. Um, oh, those are, that's exactly what they are. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Yeah, it was like... Um, about like the riots and like people shoot, they should shoot rioters. And like, uh, one of them was like, shove something up the Democrats ass. It was just like, so problematic. And she went like, I don't know if it was a day or a half a day without saying anything. And she came out with a response. She claimed that her Facebook, that's why she deactivated it, but it was so confusing. It wasn't deactivated. Yeah, those posts were from two years ago now, like. And really more like a year ago because they were late 2020. Yes. So it's like this isn't even years ago. It's basically last year. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't when she said that's why she deactivated the page. I was like, oh, maybe she I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she just didn't know how to do it. And she thought she did. But it definitely wasn't deactivated because people were scrolling on it. Bravo by Betches was scrolling through and then they got temporarily blocked whilst scrolling. Oh. So it wasn't deactivated. But then did you see her friend try to post that statement that? <laughs> yeah, like the social media oh, like, manager or something like that. Yeah, the social media manager, which I I remember when I started following her when she became a cast member, she had like 5000 followers. Yeah. So it's like you don't need a social media manager. Absolutely not. Um, yeah. She said that like it was. I forgot what how she put it. It was her social media manager. I don't know if she got hacked or something. I don't remember it was, what it she was. She was hacked and Bravo would never, they vet their people better than that. They would never. And that it was, by the way, if someone did hack her account just to make her look bad before season three, that is some dedication because they posted a lot of stuff. Yeah. Amongst, um, it was like pictures of her family and recipes and then a meme about how black people should just listen to the police and then they won't get shot. Yeah. And then pictures of her family and recipe i'm like girl this is that's a pretty stealth like operative if that was what oh was God. happening there right that's like so that's ridiculous when you put it that way like someone had the time to do that rather yeah. than just exposing it like i don't i think it started on twitter the it got exposed first there okay. and then i literally went to, i posted about it in my stories i went to sleep and i woke up and it was everywhere mm. it's so crazy how that how we watch that happen in real time I feel like there's a terrible handbook, like the, let's call it the cancel handbook, right? So you get called out and then it's like, step two, claim you were hacked. <laughs> but remember first she apologized. And so then her social media manager, I have that yeah. in quotes. The social media manager said um, that the only reason Jenny did apologize for something she didn't say was because she was under duress. 
And I'm like, no, I think that would be the first thing you did. Like, oh my, that is not my account. Like if, if that happened to me, like if yeah. someone was like, we're exposing Emily Hanks's old Facebook posts and those, it was those, I'd be like, I'm pretty sure we know that's not me. Mm-hmm. And I would, that's what I would say. I'd be like, this is ridiculous. I would never think that. Yeah. I've never thought that. Look at my voting history. You know what I mean? But yeah. she was like, yeah, I said it. And I thought I was speaking out against violence at the time. By causing more violence. Mm. By telling you to, by telling people to run over protesters. Yeah. No, girl. What in the world of PEMDAS does that make sense? It doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't. And then it really starts to make me, because like the whole Sister Wives storyline was so disturbing anyway. Yes. Because it was disturbing. Okay, if it was fake, it's disturbing that they would be willing to fake that storyline. Absolutely. If it was real, it was disgusting because what are you freaking doing? Right. So either way, that was like, what is this? And then mm-hmm. she kept trying to like bring it up. I don't know if you noticed, but there was a scene with Meredith, uh, Jenny and Lisa at Meredith's mm-hmm. house. And Jenny tells Lisa about Dewey and the sister wives thing. And Lisa has this blank look on her face like, what? Oh, and I feel like she was like, huh? This doesn't even track. Like, right. Why? would you Good catch she and she just had this blank stare because they have more of a relationship yeah. I mean a lot of it's like faked for production sake but like they were acquaintances their for a bumped. long time their bellies, yeah, their bellies is that what she said <laughs> she's like we bumped bellies <laughs> That's a good Lisa, Lisa Barlow voice. Yeah. It's so, it's so like forever pack of cigarettes a day, smoky. Yes. Uh, but so, yeah, I think it was a fake storyline. And then mm. you look back on her other storyline being that she wouldn't stand for Mary's racist comments. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, oh, we're screwed now, Jenny, because you I have know. all these posts. I know that was the first thing like I immediately thought of that when I saw all this because obviously when that happened with Mary I was like what the fuck Mary this is so screwed up like take ownership and now you see this and it's like ooh, and then it's like also like as a white person like where do you you know because like obviously like there's certain things like I just sit back and listen and now it's like I don't know what to think (laughs) <laughs> we're all spinning in circles we just yeah. like keep, we're like no yes no yes no yeah. I don't I don't know like it's and I was on uh Taria's podcast what else is going on okay yeah and, and she was she was pointing out to me that Jenny seemed to be really targeting Mary but I Ooh. didn't this was pre Facebook posts. posts. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to see it. I was like, I don't know. I think she was, she snapped it at Meredith and Jen when they were fighting, when they were ice fishing. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's just seriously that Mary had said some problematic things. Then this comes out and I'm like, wow, I guess, but this yeah. is why though, as like you said, as a white person, I'm not going to spot those things. And right. I'm always open to learning where like I'll have a blind spot because there's no way I can't. And so I just didn't see that at all. And so many other people had commented on posts of mine saying like, I don't like how Jenny's specifically coming after Mary. And I'm this, Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be honest this whole time. I was like, I don't know. I think we're just trying to look for something here, guys. Yeah. The lesson, I guess, is to honor those comments a little bit more. Absolutely. That's like the best we can do, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I want to rewatch everything now looking at it through this lens. I love doing that. <laughs> yeah. My favorite, kind of- this is, this is not as serious as racism, but my favorite thing to do that with is Orange County season 10, Cancer Gate. 
I love going back and rewatching because we know that it's all a lie. Yeah. And like watching Brooks double down and Vicky double down. I'm like, oh, this is just joyous. Okay, babes, you know it's winter right now, and that means our skin, it's like drier than the Sahara Desert. Okay, seriously, uh, last weekend I left New Jersey. It was 17 degrees out, and my skin was like, please give me something to drink. You know what I could have used? I could have used Waze Melrose Place body cream, okay? It is going to quench thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth. It's fast absorbing. It nourishes your skin. There's hydration that lasts and it prevents dryness too. Plus, it's got high quality nourishing ingredients like squalane, coconut oil, and kupuwasu butter. None of the low quality stuff in whey, okay? You can experience the new Way Melrose Place body cream and body cleanser, your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code BELIEVE to get 15% off your entire purchase. Yes, that's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com. Code believe. Yes. Um, have you been keeping up with OC? All of it. I like it. I am upset that they're putting so much on just Heather. I feel like they could have given her like a Tamra to go yeah. with it because the cast just seems disjointed to me. The cast mm-hmm. just feels like I'm like Noella, Emily, and Gina could be on a show together. Yes. And that, but not Shannon. Heather, Gina, Noel, like, I feel like when, like, cause you know, I used to act. So I know that they like, when they cast people, they have like headshots on the table. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could have been like, you know what? We probably need another OG in there to come back with her. And yeah. also Tamara would call out Heather for being a little bossy pants and fancy I pants. <laughs> I get, and that's what I'm saying. You need someone there who's not afraid of her. And she yeah. came back with too much power. Like, yes. I feel like you can tell she's controlling production. Mm-hmm. You could tell I she mean, had she- rules everything about her and she's like and then we're gonna go and do this and it's like shut the fuck up like if this is <laughs> this is why I like Noella like don't get me wrong I will call Noella out I always say on this podcast like real besties call one another out so like if I were filming with Noella I'd be like you are being a straight up dick right now and you need to turn it down um but I like that she's coming for Heather like I can appreciate that about her and I think that's what she knew was gonna happen I think she yes. knew she'd win a fan base of the people that hate Heather. I think she saw, I think she was very calculated in that. She was like, Oh, I see what's happening here. Like the, at the party at her house, when Mm -hmm. she's telling production cameras are down, we're done. I feel like Noella was like, Oh, I see what's happening here. And I know Mm -hmm. that I can 100% go against this woman because she knew she knew there had, I'm sure she saw online too. I'm sure people were like, I'm not excited for Heather to come back. Yeah, and there was also on Watch What Happens Live when they asked her, like, why all of a sudden she turned on Heather and then, like, with Nicole and everything, um, she said, like, oh, there was something that, like, Nicole knows what happened. There's something Heather did. And Andy, you said that we're going to see it, like, come on this season. So I'm curious about that. Was it, I thought it was the whole, I saw you push someone into a wall thing. Was it something else? Oh, maybe that was it. Maybe I'm just looking too far ahead. You know, I could be looking too far ahead of it, but yeah. I feel like that, I mean, unless there's something else, but I also, that was like, I can't imagine Heather getting her hands dirty like that. Yeah. Like Heather's too like pristine. I can't imagine her like physically 
if it had been Tamara, I would absolutely say she did that. <laughs> and if it was Tamara, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's like rowdy stirring up drama. But if Heather did that, I'd be like, yeah, I don't, know. I don't like Heather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like, I don't, I can't imagine Heather actually doing that, but I bet she was yelling her face off at oh, someone. Yeah. Cause when she got up, so like when she was sitting down with Gina and Gina was telling her what Shannon said, and then Shannon comes over, all of this yeah. was orchestrated by production. Mm -hmm. Heather looks over like off camera and she slowly stands up and she goes, I'll be right back. I'm like, she just went to scream at her producer. Oh, she yeah. just went to be like, what did I tell you? I just, We're not I doing can't. this. She is what I call an elitist snob. And that just does not sit well with me. Like never did from day one. I fully get like I rode I, like when Heather was a housewife the first time I didn't really appreciate her and her time. But then what happened was Kelly Dodd came on and like the whole show changed that I think and this happens all the time. It's kind of like when you when someone dies and you forget like all the bad stuff and just remember the good stuff. <laughs> so when I saw that nostalgic like Heather in a holding an orange promo yeah. like she's coming back, I was like, oh, it's like the good old days. And yeah. I really didn't. I thought I forgot. I forgot all the stuff that she did that I didn't love. Yeah. And so I, here we yeah. are. Yeah. I wanted to believe I had that moment too. I'm like, oh, Heather's coming back. Uh, maybe it'll change my opinion on her. But she also comes for Shannon. Now, Shannon's not perfect. I don't agree 100% at all with what Shannon does. I maybe agree with like 35% of the things she does, but I think she sees Shannon as a weak target and knows that she can come for her and Shannon's just gonna break down and accept it. I was so confused. Like I, I have an unhealthy dislike of Shannon. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yes, this is gonna be the season where Shannon goes down. Then this happened, this not so scandalous scandal and now mm -hmm. they're all mad at shannon and i'm like how dare you guys make me feel bad for shannon now yeah because i i still don't see how it's that big of a deal like also all you guys had to do was google and find if the uh, if the lawsuit existed yeah and all shannon really had to do was maybe just text heather and be like i thought nicole sued terry back in the day yeah instead shannon was like, okay, just don't talk about it on camera. And then Gina got tipsy at Heather's sushi night and a producer had to just, all they had to do is go up there and be like, you should go talk to Heather about that mm -hmm. stuff. And she's like, no problem. So then Gina brings it up on camera and then it's Shannon's fault. And I really, I, I, I'm still like, guys, I don't think it was that big of a deal i think gina i think gina you screwed up and i was what i was upset with is that they had they maybe they did have something maybe shannon was doing more scheming than we realized mm -hmm. they didn't execute this takedown right mm -hmm. they should have like held on to the information and like done something sneakier with it yeah. instead they did it this way and now i'm like but shannon didn't really do anything no she i agree so i I'm I'm bummed that this was how it, it all went down. Yeah, and it was so like Heather's reaction was so inappropriate. Like if you talk about my family, like what the hell? All, like you said, and I was thinking it too. All they had to do was Google it. Like lawsuits are online. He's a doctor. There's like a shit ton. Doctors get malpractice lawsuits left and right. Like it just happens. It's part of the job. His um. 
what do I want to say? His resume is on TV. He has his own show called Botch. His work speaks for itself. Is Heather that really that insecure that she needs to go for Shannon just for bringing up a fact? And doesn't it feel like a paranoia kind of a thing? Like, mm -hmm. but she was like, I see what you were trying to do. I'm like, oh, but I don't think she really was. I think she was yeah. just a little drunk at tequila night with her friends and was like, I'm a little confused. I thought Nicole sued Terry. Don't say anything. Yeah. That's not that horrible. That's like kind of normal. She's bringing up a fact. It's like, like and it's Nicole's fault. How can yeah. Nicole, how can Nicole have been friends with these people for years and never said that? Not say anything. That's I weird. I agree. I thought that was sneakier. And I thought, like you said, what Gina did was more messed up. But uh, Heather has such a vendetta against Shannon that instead of going for the root of the problem, she attacks the easy target. And I think Shannon might be notorious for being sneaky off camera, which is why mm. everyone is like paranoid. But that's also why I'm like, if you want to expose someone for doing things that they've been doing for a while, you have to be careful. It's kind of like when Giselle said to Monique, you took a shot and you missed. When mm -hmm. I take a shot, I don't miss. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we need that. You need to be like strategic and make sure you get it right. I think Gina, everyone at that party was pretty drunk, but I think Gina was drunk and produ production was like, this is easy. Gina, go talk to Heather on camera about that. And I'm like, so yeah. she just talked about it on camera. I was, it's a mess in my opinion. It is. it is, but overall, I definitely think this season is better than the Kelly Dodd of it all. I didn't even watch all of last season. I watched yeah, like same. an episode. Yeah. And then I watched the reunion kind of, cause that was also painful. Yes. Like um, odd. Between her and then them bringing Elizabeth Vargas on. What was that? I know. <laughs> that was also strange casting. I think what's happening is like Orange County is just a very strange place. Mm -hmm. So anywhere you go to look like, I don't really need to hear any more people's opinions from down there. Like that anyone they find is going to be kind of similarly. Yeah. Odd. You know what I mean? It would have been interesting. I know Bronwyn is pretty controversial, but I think it would have been interesting if they kept her on and had Noella because didn't they get into some sort of an argument recently? I agree completely. I didn't understand the complete hatred of Bronwyn. Um, yeah. Granted, I didn't watch the whole season. Um, and then when I watched the reunion, I was still like, I'm confused. Was she politicizing something or wasn't she just calling you guys out? I, don't, I couldn't tell why they hated her so much. I thought they should have kept her for another season, especially if they were going to bring her friend Noella on. Yeah, I think the controversy surrounding Bronwyn was her, you know, so then she said she was bi and then she came out as lesbian and then her and what's her, Sean, um, they, she was like trying, she's like, no, we're still married, but like I'm dating a bunch of girls and people perceive that as like, you can't string him along. Um, but I feel like that's just a way, I don't want to say it's a way of life out here, but like in California, it's a lot more forward than other states. Um, and I don't know if you know, um, Alexis Nyers, who's Alexis Haynes now, like pretty wild bling ring, the girl oh. who like, Okay, years ago, the girl who robbed, robbed the celebrities' houses, Alexis Oh, Myers. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she, um, her name is Alexis Haynes now, and she is in a very similar situation where she married a man. They're still in love, but she came out as lesbian, and she's actually dating Bronwyn's ex-girlfriend, Chris. Well, then. 
So I feel like, which I don't know if Alexis would ever do it because obviously she did pretty wild back in the day and got arrested on camera. And like, she's um, now has a podcast of like sobriety and um, like self-help. I don't know if reality TV is her jam anymore, but it would have been cool to bring someone else like that on too. And it's just my whole too long, didn't read of it all is I think people were so quick to judge Bronwyn's situation and they kind of called her like a camera whore and things like that, like doing things for the press. Yeah, like and calling like, paparazzi and stuff. Yeah, which like that, like I totally get. But like, I think people were so quick to pass judgment on her lifestyle situation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess that makes sense because I also was confused why that was so bad of her. I was mm -hmm. like, well, if it works for them. I, but again, like you said, I live in California. I live in Los Angeles. So yeah. to me, I'm like, whatever, like most relationships end in breakups and divorce. So why not let them play around and do whatever they want? Like, it's sort exactly. of like, just like it didn't bother me, but I can understand why it would offend people because they don't understand it. Yeah. It's like, like when Vicky America. like was like yelling at Bronwyn because it was weird. It's weird. You're weird. And I was like, that's what's weird about it. Just because it's bisexuality. Isn't that weird? Right. And it's like none of Vicky's business at the end of the day. Yeah. So, but everyone claims that she was doing so much for the cameras. Like as soon as the cameras came on, she was like being all extra. I still, I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I'm like, I like that she got sober on mm -hmm. camera, but everyone was like, that was for a storyline. I'm like, that's a pretty big commitment. If you're just trying to have a storyline, yeah. like that's a pretty, um, and, and still, if they've managed to do it, that's still achieving sobriety. Yeah. Unless you're accusing her of like secretly drinking or something. But I, I think that they really just wanted to hate her. I think I remember it now. It was like at the reunion, she said that she would get Shannon's daughter. I don't remember if it was like drugs or like alcohol or something. I don't remember specifically, but she's like, oh, if you ever want to, like, I know someone. Yeah. I feel like, but like, if someone said that, I mean, I don't have kids, but if someone said that to me as a kid, I would assume they were joking. I don't know. But like, I could see how that would make a parent upset. I can't speak for parents. Yeah. But didn't it come out later that Shannon was like, because Shannon alluded to it being like cocaine, didn't she? That's what I thought it was. Yeah. But then it turned out that it was like, that wasn't what happened at all or something. Yeah, that's why I'm confused about all that. Like, I don't, I, she alluded to it being cocaine, but then I thought it was like alcohol or something like that. And then I like, also I thought know. maybe it was weed. Like I, I but, yeah. then it, but then like there was other things that came out that was like, actually that never happened or something. I, yeah. I just think it was very misdirected. Um, I think that uh, this season, I would not be bummed if they just canceled Orange County after this, though. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I don't need to like, who are they going to bring back next year? Heather? Shannon? Right. You know, I, Gina and Emily just need to be on a different show. I don't Agreed. feel like they're housewives, Agreed. you know, like, and I do want to hear, I want, I want Gina on my screen because she's fun, but like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what she could be, but like, it's like, I like my housewives over 45. And like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like really rich. Yes. They and remind then, me of, did you watch Sweet Home Oklahoma when they did that on Bravo? I remember what you're talking about. I never got through the whole thing. It was cute. The, the way the two best friends were like, they kind of remind me of that dynamic. Yeah. So like, they just don't, they just don't have that housewives energy. Yeah. Agree. And I don't think, and Jen was such a strange choice because she's barely connected to them. Like she's yeah. like their Botox doctor. 
Yeah. And she just seems very fragile. Like her her and her husband are like not very that sturdy. Weird. Who call who changes their name to basically the same name, but like one less syllable? <laughs> it's like Ryan, Ryan, right, Ryan. It's like <laughs> your name is Ryan. No, Ryan. Ryan? Yeah. Ryan. What? Like, sounds like he wanted to be like a WWE wrestler as a kid. And that was his name. And now he's like, I'm going to change it. He's like, perfect timing. We're on TV. I'm going to everyone name change. My name is Ryan now. And the editors were so shady with like the thing, like (laughs) changing the spelling, like so funny. (laughs) But yeah, that was that the same episode where Heather had that really rehearsed read or was that the episode after? Regardless, Heather's very rehearsed threat slash promise to Shannon was very uncomfortable to watch for me. Some people loved it. Oh no! I I thought it was I was like, but this is weird because she said it was so staged, like the camera was set up and they were basically like positioned on the couches like that. Mm -hmm. And then she she says this shit to Shannon, like if you ever come after my family, blah, blah, blah. Shannon apologizes. And then she goes, wait right here and make Shannon sit there while she goes and finds Terry in the party. Yeah. Brings Terry back so that Shannon can apologize to Terry on camera. And also while she watches mm-hmm. that that's, that's like sadistic shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, I was commenting, like I'm in this Facebook group that does like live watches of the show. And I was commenting. And when Heather or when Shannon saw the bug and Terry was like, oh, you have a bug here. And Heather's like, really? I was like, if she didn't brush the bug off, she would have been like, oh my God, that bug almost swallowed Terry whole. And Shannon didn't do a thing about it. Like I, I couldn't believe how I felt so bad for Shannon yes. <laughs> and I've never felt bad for Shannon in my life when she's been on this show. I've spent the whole time watching being like, this woman is not a victim. She plays a victim, but she does it to herself. Yeah. Then here I am. The, the season finally comes where the Shannon takedown will happen. And I'm feeling bad for Shannon because it feels totally misdirected. It was humiliating. It was humiliating. Did Heather really have to sit and watch Shannon apologize? That is like, that is so awkward. That's like the prince. That's like the principal bringing in the other kid that you fought on the schoolyard and being like, apologize. Mm -hmm. That's literally, she was like, okay, Terry, sit down there. And of course, stage for camera. So like it was all on camera and Shannon, she did it though. Like she was like, it's easier for me to just make this amends so that I can be on the show. Yeah. I love Shannon's new boyfriend. Um, I think he's a total step up from David because David would have just been like, David was such a little slimy man. Like I don't, I never thought she was great. I thought that they were a horrible pairing in every which way, but like he was such a slimy, strange individual all the time. Yeah. So I'm glad he's not on my screen anymore. A hundred percent. And then what's his name? Him. John, I think his name is her new boyfriend. Like he just literally was like, I don't like this happening to Shannon. She doesn't deserve us. And I'm like, you know what? I'm happy for Shannon. I also think that because obviously the way you act is a result. I mean, an, an of, of, elevated person wouldn't take it out on other people, but I do think it helps that she has a better home life now. Um, so it's just, I don't know. I don't know what the whole point of all that was. I, I have a it's feeling I it's might just be, I have really bad instincts, but this is an instinct. <laughs> I feel like she's bored. It's like, she's getting bored. 
of I what? Sensed like, of him. I, fe- oh, I sensed really? it. Yeah. In the very first episode, they talk about the kids leaving and how they're going to yeah. be empty nesters. And she just kind of had this look on her face. Maybe it was just for camera. Maybe it was just to kind of like spur my thoughts, but Interesting. I just, I caught it. But again, I have horrible instincts. So ah, that's funny. <laughs> like if I, like I went and saw Scream and I, the way I decide who the killer is, is just anyone that comes on the screen the whole time. I'm like, it's, it's her, it's him. It's him. It's oh, it's her. Like, I just I have no instincts whatsoever. Some guys in the background, like sweeping. You're like, definitely the killer. 100%. <laughs> oh, my God. That extra so right there. That extra is totally the killer. The tree. <laughs> the tree. It's so obvious, guys. <laughs> That's really funny. Um. Wow. OK, I didn't expect us to spend that much time on OC, but like, I'm glad we did because we got some pretty hot takes in there. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about Summer House real quick because we yes. got the first episode last week. What do you think so far? Are you glad Hannah's gone? Like, talk to me. So glad Hannah's gone. Mm-hmm. I spotted Hannah from day one. I was like, yeah. I know chicks like this. The chick that's like sporty and like one of the guys. I'm on to that. So mm-hmm. I knew I didn't like her. And uh, so I'm happy she's gone. It you can tell it shifts everything in this dynamic and in this group. Like you can, mm-hmm. you didn't, I didn't realize how much Paige needed Hannah gone. Mm. Um, there was an after show last season where all of them talked about how it was when Des came into town and Des and Hannah stayed back and the rest of them went on a boat yeah. and Paige got wasted. And when she came home, she was drunk Paige and everyone was talking about how much they love when Paige just gets drunk. And they said, when Hannah's around, Paige doesn't drink as much because Hannah doesn't really drink and Hannah wants to go to bed early. And so Paige doesn't really get to hang with us. So without Hannah there, she really got to like shine. Yeah. And so that was really eye opening. And so we're seeing that kind of firsthand, like without Hannah there to, to drip, to bring Paige out of it, you just get this really great cohesive group setting. Um, I, I know that we've only gotten one episode with these new guys, but they see, I like, I like their energy. Yeah. Interesting. I thought they're like, so far they're kind of snoozes, but I feel like it's one episode. So we yeah. can't really judge from there. Yeah. I, I feel don't like- hate them. I feel like having a little, a personal trainer who likes to eat a lot of protein is going to be a fun combination in this group. Cause I'm like, how, how is this guy going to maintain this throughout yeah. the whole summer? And so I'm curious to see how that goes. Um, but I love Lindsay so much. I just mm-hmm. can't even handle it. I love our imperfect queen. She just <laughs> shows us everything. Like she's yeah. just, she is like, she earns every penny of her paycheck. Like, and she deserves a raise. Like she shows us her whole life. She's so perfectly flawed. Um, and that dinner scene was so summer house. So like mm-hmm. they're having this, this conversation about like sexy stuff. Like, are you in a relationship? Are you in a relationship? But Lindsay doesn't know that's happening. Lindsay's just talking to Danielle at the end of the table. So when it gets to Lindsay's turn, she doesn't know that they've gone around the table. She just thinks they're randomly selecting her. Yeah. So she goes into defense mode and then Carl thinks he's going to help her out. And then that makes her hate Carl and yeah. scream at Carl. <laughs> and Paige is like, oh, we should have never. And at one point, Sierra goes, okay, let's just skip Lindsay. Like it was just so summer house. And then they just go clubbing and have fun. Yes. Then of course, the Amanda Kyle of it all. 
Oh my God. I know. And, and I, it's so crazy. Cause like I, I said, I met them and like she FaceTimed him and he was like out in an event and he's like talking to her. So I feel like it's a very, um, cause I've been in pretty bad relationships. I only have Same. bad relationships as an experience. <laughs> I don't have any good ones to go off of. And mm. the sick part is I recognized this dynamic mm -hmm. and let's put it this way. It only gets worse if Kyle doesn't realize how simple it is. Stop drinking a lot. It's just mm -hmm. simple. Um, and this is where it becomes quote problematic drinking. I know everyone's afraid to call it a drinking problem, but if your partner has said something very simple, I don't want you getting wasted. I don't want you staying out past X time. Right. That's what I need. It should be a no brainer. It should be like, mm -hmm. that's fine. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not yeah. going to remember it when I'm out blacked out anyway. So, but the fact that he's so stubborn about it and then gaslights her the next day and like, I'm just having fun and yeah. having a good time. I was like, oh, I've so been there and I've so been psychotic Amanda and like, not, I haven't broken anything, but I've definitely <laughs> packed bags and I've like put shit outside yes. and like, because when you're in that dynamic, you totally lose your mind because the mm -hmm. simple solution would be for Amanda to go, he's not going to change and mm -hmm. to decide, look, it's more important for you to drink and party. I can't handle it. It's after you cheated on me when you were blackout, I can't like it's it triggers me. It stresses me out. I can't handle yeah. the emotional warfare. But I feel like if she ever left Kyle, she'd be done on the show. Yeah, there's no way Kyle started that show from the ground up. There's no way casting would be like, oh, yeah. And they for sure wouldn't want to put them in there or the two of them wouldn't want to stay in the same house. So Amanda would be gone. Yeah. So I feel like when she weighs that option, she has to look at that for sure and be like, mm -hmm. well, now we are like a, a, a business pairing in so many ways, not just lover boy, yeah. but like her whole like reality TV persona. So sure. I think uh, it was dark to watch because I related to it too much. And I was like, Same. that's not a good sign. <laughs> like mm -hmm. if, I'm, if I'm recognizing a relationship pattern, get out because I've only had bad ones. Right. Yeah. And it's so what you said that um, he should have recognized I'm drinking too much and leave. It's so interesting because James and Raquel were in that dynamic and James stepped up and he got sober, yet they still did not work out. So some I think at the core of it all, James is just really immature and is can be a shitty person, whereas Kyle, I truly think if he buttoned up. It's, it I think so the only better. problem they must have. I really think that like the only problem they have in like the, in like a real true sense is his partying and drinking. Cause mm -hmm. when Amanda said that just the weekend or two weekends prior, he had been out again, drinking too late. And her mom sent a car for her and took her home. Like that's not, that's no cameras around. So it's not like for entertainment's sake, it's literally just their lives. And that gets so exhausting. And Kyle, let's face it, he gets blackout and that's got to mm -hmm. not, it's, she gets, I can, when she, I don't know if you caught it, but they were getting ready to go out to dinner and yes. he's and he's holding the lover boy. And she's like, how many is that? And he's mm -hmm. like, it's my first one of this flavor. 
And she was like, oh. and I was, I like my hair stood up. I was like, oh yeah. God, when they think it's funny and you're just like trying to control it and hope yes. like, because once they pass a certain point, they're gone and you're alone for the rest of the night because they are in drunk land. And then the next day you don't get any kind of resolution because now they're hungover. So now yes. you have to like wait two days before you can even have any resolution. And if it's never resolved, it's just, an, it's a dynamic I recognize way too much, clearly. I just explain like every relationship I've ever been in, basically. <laughs> You're totally fine. I talk relationship bullshit on this podcast all the time. And in a way, I actually had my relationship coach on back in September. And it's just, we were analyzing the dynamics of everyone on Bravo. And Ooh, just, I love that. Yeah, that was a really good episode. If you guys want to check it out, it's called, I called it For the Love of Bravo. Um, I'm I'm literally going to, we're going to finish this and I'm throwing that on while I clean my bathroom. Awesome. Yeah, it was so interesting though, because this was back before everything with James and Raquel happened, like back before the season played out. And then I asked, who do you think would make it? And she said them, which was so interesting because we saw it, like we came out of that last season when they, he like gave up and they were coming strong. And then this season it was, a nosedive, no pun intended. Um, James was just so rotten to her. I know. It really shows too, though, that like the way people get sober, it's, or like quit drinking or whatever, it's, it's the drinking or the drug using is just a symptom of the internal issues that are going mm -hmm. on. It's like, it's like an escapism thing that they're doing. Like they've got a reality they don't want to face. So they're just escaping, escaping, escaping. And so if he's not in therapy, dealing with the core of it, because let's face it, that guy, that kid was dealt a pretty rough hand with those parents, Absolutely. his, his mom and his dad. Oh my God. So, and he's like raising his brothers basically yeah. and like supporting them financially. So he's got a lot to be upset about and be like internally troubled over, but he needs to be in therapy dealing with it because otherwise you see, he's got an, an anger addiction for sure. Like a rage yeah. addiction. I recognized it too. Cause I feel like in my early twenties, I had that where like, I would like, if it's a high, when you start to get mad, like mm -hmm. your body gets a certain temperature and you have to learn to, to recognize it and like, take it down. But James mm -hmm. starts like getting red and his veins are popping out. And he the can't water bottle stop. crushing. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. Like this guy really has a lot to work on. And yeah. you know, what's funny. I had Jamie Stein on my podcast and we both mm -hmm. thought that uh, Raquel and James would make it too. Yeah. We were like, but I think at the end of the day, Raquel learned that she's a kind, sweet human being who deserves a kind, sweet human being. Yes. And so it's a very healthy choice for her to. I agree. Yeah. I'm proud of her too. I read an article on E! News and James essentially like begged. He's like, can you give me another chance? And she said, I gave you another chance and this is where it led us. So I am proud of her that she did not let him sink his claws into her. And it's just an unfortunate lesson learned for everyone involved. I absolutely love that that happened. Well done, yeah. Raquel. So Grandma question Buttons for you. Yes. Grandma <laughs> Bruttons loves it. Question for you though. How, did you, how do you feel about the Kyle and Amanda of it all? Oh God. Uh, if I didn't meet him, I, hate, mm -hmm. I, I don't know him personally. Again, this could have just been a work event. Having met him and how he was handling himself and like he picked up her call and whatever. I'm shocked. Like, you know, like I'm wondering if it's more for the cameras, but then again, what you said, like the thing with the car didn't happen. 
I'm rooting for them in my heart of hearts. I really am. Sorry, my Adobe Flash player was just like, I'm going to interrupt you. And I'm like, remind (laughs) me later. Um, But yeah, in my heart of hearts, I really am rooting for them. It is very painful and triggering to watch this play out. This is when reality TV does not, it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. It's painful. Yep. I recently, I was open about this on this podcast. I got out of, I don't want to call it a relationship because he'll be like, we weren't dating, but like God, someone who there. led me to believe we were dating and then screamed at me on the phone when I was talking about commitment. So maybe not in the sense where drinking was involved, but I can recognize, like you said, like those patterns and whatever. So watching it play out on TV, I was like, it was hard for me to watch because it was very triggering and upsetting. So again, that's just a really roundabout way of saying I'm rooting for them. But if this shit continues to happen, this is not good for all parties involved. Right. And even for the friends, what it's a very toxic environment for everyone to be involved with. I was just going to say that when the three of them were in the master bedroom and like Paige, you tell the look on their face. She's like, I fucking heard this before. Totally. Like yeah. Paige has Paige has talked Amanda off this ledge so many times. Like she yeah. has sat and listened and it's like as a friend, you know, you have to be so careful because if you say like too much, if you say like you should leave him and then they decide to stay together, then you're that friend that they know said that. And so you have to just sort of listen and be quiet. Mm. And so it was interesting to see Sierra cuz she's kind of new to this still. Yes. Um even though she's seen touches of it, like she saw Winter House and she saw last year yeah um but I feel like last year was mainly Hannah drama for Kyle mm-hmm. um so Sierra's really getting a taste of it and she's in that like she's probably handling it in the proper way which is like um we have a problem they're about to yes. get married and Paige is like I've kind of surrendered to the fact that this is just their relationship and if 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 they break up what is going to happen literally yeah. Amanda's off the show I have a a situation with a friend who's in a terrible relationship right now. Thankfully, they're not even close to getting married, but like I can relate to the page of it all. And you have to like listen to the stuff and you just have to like try your best to guide them, but you don't want to say too much. I always say, I'm like, this is my advice. Like I, I literally say at the end of the day, I'm like, you have to make your own mistakes. Like I throw my hands up and be like, Uh I'm not going to end a friendship over all this, but. It totally. Yeah, it's true, though. It's it's a hundred. I've been there so many times where you just kind of although towards the my I had a friend that was in get ready for this number, a 22 year relationship. <laughs> That's I know. I know. Um, And for the last like seven years of it, I would be like begging her. I'd be like, please, you have to leave this relationship. Yeah. The only fun part about it is when she finally did. And that was like two and a half years ago is mm-hmm. um, she'll constantly tell me you were right. And I just, I love hearing that. <laughs> Isn't that the best? Oh, that is the most rewarding three words of the English language, especially since for like seven years, I was just talking to a brick wall about it. Mm. And to hear you were right. And how she's like, why didn't I leave? I'm like, told you. And I just, it's the, it's the only payoff I can get from that situation that, and she's out of the relationship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that wraps it up pretty nicely. Um, Before I let you go, can you tell everyone where they can find you? And also, thank you so much for coming on today. This really was a lot of fun. 
Um, yeah. And I think I'm going to have to have you on my podcast. Soon. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram at she speaks Bravo. And my podcast is basically anywhere you get your podcasts. You can check out the link in my bio. Uh, if you want to buy me a coffee and, I um, I, I, I didn't know that that thing even existed The buy me a coffee. Do you know what it is? No, I'm gonna. You need yes, okay, yeah, no. So buy me a coffee. You set up a you set up a page, and someone if they if they like your stuff can just like buy you a coffee. Literally, like buy you one, buy you two. You can make it a beer. Oh my god, that's so cute. Yeah, and I I mean, I don't care if you make a lot of money on it, but it's just like a way for someone to be like, hey, thanks so much for your work, and give you a little. I gotta check that out. You should set one up. Yeah, it's for content creators. It's for podcasters and content creators. Fire all the coffee, everyone. (laughs) get her wired please (laughs) thank you so much for having me on i'm definitely going to be having you on on mine very very soon i love that anytime you're always welcome here please go check out our podcast buy her a coffee rate review both of us five stars subscribe you can follow emily at she speaks bravo me at diana jebbia g-e-b-b-i-a on instagram and tiktok and check out believe b-l-a-v at believe pop culture and believe podcast and i will talk to you next week bye babes Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.